It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. Broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios here in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. If you've never listened to the show before, basically I'm here to give you a break from all of the high resource five propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media and talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Before we get started, some bad news just came across the uh, the Twitter feed there. Jason Munns of the Hattiesburg American just reported that USM Director of Recruiting Mike Jones has accepted a job at Texas a and Mike Jones is the one that's responsible for the Rise videos. Uh, he was kind of like the boy wonder. You know, came here to walk on as a football player. Didn't work out for him. He started getting into just helping out on the support staff. They named him Director of Recruiting last year. He's not even graduated from college yet. But uh, best of luck to him. We're certainly going to miss Mike. You know, he was a guy that the the tree fell on his house during the tornado, and then I saw him at Mugshots later that day on uh, a big recruiting weekend. So it's just it's just insane. I hate to lose him, but I certainly understand it and wish him nothing but the best. All right, my guest today, he's kind of a jack of all trades, um, and actually was uh, my baseball coach way back in the day. We'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, if you if you follow Southern Miss baseball at all, if you're around, if you're out in the roost, you know Rick Maddox. He's here with us tonight. What's going on, Rick? Hey, Jamie. How you doing? Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming in. We, it's it's baseball season is hot. We got to talk baseball. But before we do that, you you uh, one of my coaches, morning league baseball. Neither of us remember it. It's been probably twenty five <laughs> plus years. But another friend of mine's dad was also a coach of mine, Terry Branch, Jeremiah Branch, who, again, if you follow Southern Miss Baseball, if you're out there in the roost, you've seen Jeremiah around. But Terry was my basketball coach back in the day. And I remember one game, we had a great team, but we weren't doing very well. And um, so this is a game we had to win. So he didn't put me in in the second half at all. And he said, after the game, put his arm around me and said, uh, Arrington, I'm sorry, but we just really needed to win that one. And that's <laughs> – I look back on it and laugh, but um, – it's funny when my my friend's parents have I, gotten involved in my growth. I hope I didn't do that in baseball. That's all I can say. You you probably I don't. Did you pitch to us or hit, hit off? I was I, think, yeah, I like was pretty. I, I played with Mark. Okay. And okay. Uh, Mark was, and and keep in mind I'm like four years older than Mark, so I was a little remedial when it came to ba- baseball. <laughs> At least my parents thought so, and they they rightfully so put had me playing with Mark and my little brother Dusty. But anyways, we're here to talk Southern Miss. Big weekend this past weekend. How amazing was the atmosphere at the Pete uh, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Oh, it was a great opening weekend, Jamie. I, I think the uh, Friday night game, the excitement had built all season. Everybody's excited about, man, we're ready to play somebody different. We've played each other. We're tired of facing each other. Uh, that Friday night, people started calling me around lunch asking if I was already there at the Pete. And I, I said, well, not yet, but I'll be there soon. Uh, so it was it was really good. I, I think the team played well. It, it was a good victory to get under our belt. Oh, absolutely! Great week. I went out there Saturday. You could not have asked for any 
nicer of a weather that that, that we got on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, that that really made a big difference because Friday night it got kind of cold, and and I'm sure some of our uh, fans didn't come because of that. But Saturday was perfect, um, knowing that Kurt McCarty was going to pitch local boy. Um, it was it was just a great atmosphere. The weather was good, uh, and Kurt was just dominant. Now this opponent, the Northeastern Huskies, out of Boston, Massachusetts. Um, you know, they came down, you get some, some of those snowbird teams early in the year that <laughs> they're just looking for somewhere to play. And as anticipated, the Golden Eagle Bats really came alive. Well, I, I think that's going to be one of the strengths this year. And, and you know, you hate to depend on offense because as uh, the wise one, Coach Corky Palmer, would always say, good pitching will always shut down good hitting. Um, and, and that seems to be true. Um, I don't think Coach Barry knew a lot about uh, Northeastern other than they were from Boston. Um, it was kind of ironic or interesting that uh, Tom Glavin's brother uh, was a coach for Southeastern, and I'm sure he wished he had Tom pitching this weekend. So, <laughs> Right, absolutely, absolutely. But they were, you know, they were really, they were a formidable opponent. I mean, I know the Golden Eagles swept this weekend, but really they were game. They were. Uh, yeah, you know, the teams in the North uh, – we, we do have an advantage. There's no uh, other way around it. They have to hit. You know, they, they're indoors. They, they've got uh, snow on the ground, so they hit. <laughs> We're going to come right back. We're going to break down everything from this weekend as far as Southern Miss baseball. We're going to break down the roster. Come right back to us with more to the top talk right here on the score 1400 AM and News Radio 98.1. We are back with To The Top Talk. I'm here with, uh, gosh, Southern Miss Jack, Jack of all trades when it comes to baseball, Rick Maddox. Let's talk about what all went down this weekend. Friday night's game. Uh, Hayden Roberts got the start for the Golden Eagles. Uh, Taylor Braley came in, two home runs, three RBIs. Dylan Berdeau, one home run, four RBIs. For the 250th win of Scott Barry's career as the Golden Eagles – Defeat Northeastern nine to four. How was that opening night atmosphere at Pete Taylor Park, Rick? Oh, Jamie, like I said, it was very, very exciting. Um, you want to get a good start. Taylor came out swinging the bat. You know, just picked up from where he left off. You know, if you remember last year, uh, he had ten home runs, hurt his knee, went down, and uh, you know he didn't miss a beat. So I think uh, we're all very, very encouraged uh, with what Taylor did. Hayden Roberts, you know, I, it seems like just yesterday, I remember when he was coming for a recruiting visit, and um, he, he and his dad walked through the stands and introduced themselves and, you know, looked forward to having you here one day. And he was uh, just had Tommy John surgery, so you never know what's going to happen after that. But if you remember last season, at the end of the season, Hayden came in and pitched. Uh, I believe he pitched against South Alabama and just shut him down. And um, he throws the ball really hard. Great slider, curve, uh, change up. Um, he's going to be a factor, and and that was a reason, you know, that he pitched on Friday. A lot of people have asked and and uh, said, well, how come uh, Kurt McCarty didn't pitch on Friday? And uh, you know, he's certainly one of our top pitchers. And and I said, well, do you really want to know? And they said, yeah. Why didn't he pitch? And I said, because he told Coach Barry he would 
rather pitch on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sometimes it's just not all uh, scientific. It's just that he preferred to pitch on Saturday. Gave him Friday to look at the other hitters, uh, chart the hitters, uh, get a feel for what they would swing at, and and that shows that that Kurt is certainly a very mature. Um, uh, established pitcher when you're ready to do that on Friday, so you'll help yourself on Saturday. Uh, speaking of the Saturday's game, Kurt McCarty comes out there. Masterful performance as the Golden Eagles sport the throwback unis. Uh, Kurt McCarty with a seven uh, seven shutout innings pitched, zero runs, only gave up two hits, six strikeouts, gave up one walk, just you know, typical Kurt McCarty, what you'd expect to see out of him. USM scored at least one run in every inning. You know, Matt Walner leading the way. Three hits, two RBIs, one steal. Uh, Taylor Braley, Hunter Slater, and Tracy Hadley had two hits. Amazing day at the Pete as the Golden Eagles win 14-1. to Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, Kurt was just dominant that day. He he really locating his changeups and his pitching away with his fastballs. And um can't say enough about the, the rookie, you know, the rookie from Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> um, big Matt Walner. You know he he's just been uh, uh, a blessing to have. I don't know if your viewers know the story, and I'll be quick and just let them know uh, how we got Matt because it, it is very unusual. He is from Minnesota. He was drafted by the Twins. Uh, fortunately for us, it was in a late draft. Uh, I think it's thirtieth round, if I remember right. And he was going to go to North Dakota. North Dakota did away with baseball. To cut uh, some of their budget, they said, well, we're just going to cut out baseball. Um, our coaching staff reached out to their coach, asked if they have any players, and they said, oh, man, I wish you would have let us know earlier. Uh, the University of Florida was up here, and, and they got one of our left-handed pitchers. And we're like, you know, why would you do that? We need pitching. Florida has more pitching than the Yankees. They don't need any pitching. And they they indicated they had one other player you may want to look at a big high school boy six foot four at the time still growing. Uh, you look at his film and and uh, everybody was very very excited about it when they came on the visit. Uh, Matt and his father just loved the atmosphere, the the small um, university, uh, the the beautiful campus, the field, uh, the green grass, and um, so uh, we very fortunate to have a player like Matt. I. I did take a little moment uh, the other day. The Minnesota Twin Scout came to watch us in an inter-squad game, and I, I went over to him and said, I just want to thank you for for drafting Matt in the 30th round. So we came to <laughs> Southern Myth. He's he's going to be a special young player. Jamie, he, he plays center field. You know, he's starting as starting center fielder. Now he's like 6'5 and 220, 230. Um Swings a bat from the left side, beautiful swing. I, I I know one game he had three hits. I think it was on Saturday he had three hits. Right. He just does what Matt does, and and then you know the the local people haven't seen him pitch, and um, when you see him throw with the the down tilt that he has, he he throws ninety one, ninety two miles an hour from the hill. He's got a great slider and a change, and he's just eighteen year old freshman, so he he really hadn't even completely grown up. Um, I was teasing Coach Barry. I said, you know, we, we haven't had a player like this. So, um, you know, now you're really going to have to figure out how to use one. So, yeah, you know, yeah. we're used to seeing those at Tulane or Ole Miss with Brian Petway and Stephen Head. So it's really going to be nice to watch uh, Matt Walner. So remember that name, and I hope all the fans come out and watch him play. 
he was a guy that I was really excited to see play. I mean, Minnesota Player of the Year. Um, he looked like a power forward out there next to Mason Irby. <laughs> like it was just, I was like, gosh. He probably could play that too. They, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, it was great seeing him have the success that he said so far in the black and gold. Then on Sunday, uh, the Eagles fought, fall behind early, 7 to nothing. but they bounce back, score eight unanswered one- runs to win the game in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Nick Sandlin gets the win in relief. And one of the things that I talked with Coach Barry on the program with last week that's, that's always plagued uh, Southern Miss baseball is surviving success. <laughs> and it was really great to see them bounce back from that adversity and get the win when, when you know, other years that might not have been the case. Yeah, I, I thought Sunday was was a, a wonderful uh, win for, for USM. One is you had an opportunity to see Cody Carroll version two, as we call him. Um, right. And uh, to see a true freshman, you never know exactly what you're going to get. And, um, you know, I, I – yeah, I know Cody got hit up a little bit, but but he's going to be back and he'll he'll learn from that. Um, Colt Smith came in and and did a great job, shut him down, and um, you know Colt Smith is going to be a kind of a player that could be a starter, could be a bullpen guy. Um, I I try to remind our our fans uh, that will listen to me. Uh, there's at least two that kind of listened uh, <laughs> that will say that uh, you know the team you see. In February is not necessarily a team you're going to see when the when we start playing conference games, which will be in March. Uh, you know, the coaching staff is out there; they're they're putting players in. They're they're seeing how they do in certain situations. Um, yeah, everybody wants to start. Everybody wants to be you know in the lineup and and get their at bats. But um, it just takes time, and and the coaching staff, um, you know, they they know what they're doing, and you'll see a lot of players in the next month. Um, that will will be given an opportunity, and and you hope as a player, you, you know, you you take advantage of it. Golden Eagles now sit at three and zero, zero and zero in Conference USA. I'm already writing that in my notes because I know it's <laughs> it's coming. Uh, they will take on the Alabama Crimson Tide tomorrow night, Wednesday, February 22nd at 6 p.m. Move from tonight because of expected weather. So uh, if you're in the area, go out and support the Golden Eagles, as they take on the Crimson Tide this weekend. Three-game series against Evanville at the peak. Kicks off Friday night, February 24th at 6 p.m. Then the game on Saturday is at 2, and the game on Sunday is at 1. Well, let's talk a little bit about the team as a whole right now. Um, pitching. is, is does it, Do you see this... You know, Friday, Hayden Roberts, Saturday, Kurt McCarty, Sunday, Cody Carroll, and then midweek, you know, right now, Taylor Braley's supposed to get the spark start tomorrow night. Do you see that kind of being the solid rotation for the Golden Eagles this year? Well, I, I would say uh, that's certainly a, a pretty tasty start with those guys right there. And, and uh, you know, time will tell again. I, I do think you have a couple other players that could work their way into that starting row. One one being a local player, J.C. Keys. Um, a lot of your listeners will remember J.C. from Oak Grove, and then he played last year, and and uh, which was kind of unique. He was a pitcher, and he played outfield. <laughs> and uh, we come in in our uh, left field and, and uh, be a left field closer is what we called him in the eighth inning to catch <laughs> fly ball. Um, J.C. went off this summer and um, really learned a, a changeup. Uh, he's always thrown the ball hard. He he throws, uh, you know, ninety ninety one. J 
Damien, I would tell you, he has a major league curveball. It is wiffle ball-like. You know, if, if you remember swinging at a wiffle oh, ball. Oh, I it, sure do. I, I think that's why you didn't play much in morning league, but no. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> um, but his curveball is is major league curveball. So now you add a, a changeup into that mix. And, and when J.C. was throwing um, this spring, um, he, he was really doing a wonderful job, and, and he's going to be a big factor uh, in the in the weeks to come, whether he'll be a starter or long reliever, again, time will tell. Um, we don't know exactly um, what Matt Walner would do. Is Matt's going to be that starting guy? We still have some guys rehabbing from Tommy John. We've got um, Austin Miet of Louisiana, young man. It's probably got the nastiest stuff on the whole team. Uh, he just been hurt every year. As, as Coach Palmer used to say, you, you can't make the club in the tub. Yeah, so, right. Uh, you you have to get well. You have to get back on the field. Austin had a uh, an injury with a tendon in his elbow and had to uh, do some rearranging of that. He told me for the first time he's injury free. Uh, his arm feels wonderful, and and he's just hoping and praying that he could have a healthy year and it could really be a factor. Hunter Stevens, the big guy from California, um, that he is a gentleman that that throws ninety three, ninety four hard slider, if he can work out some of the mechanics and throw strikes, he could be a big factor too. We've got some player coming in from uh, PRC uh, th- that uh, is is rehabbing. He's going to be a big factor also. So I, I think the starting pitching, um, although you can't have enough of it, uh, we're, we're pretty good, and, and it, it will determine what Stevie Powers does. If he's going to be a starter give you a, another weekend starter having Kurt and Stevie, or if you're going to use Stevie like they did this weekend and maybe pitch him in long relief and then come back and get an inning, get an out. So Stevie Powers is going to be a big factor as well. You know, Golden Eagles have a tradition of having some excellent closers. Who's going to fill that role this year? <laughs> well, as you saw, Nick Sandlin sure stepped right in. Oh, and, yeah. And – you know, I don't know if the fans could tell or not, but Nick has gained some weight. So he probably went from uh, 145 to 160 pounds. And and where that really pays off will be down the road in April and May when, when you start wearing down. When you when all the guys are losing weight, I think that that's where Nick will, will uh, really appreciate having that extra muscle. We, we have another version of Nick. Um, that um, has joined the team, Trent Driver. He um, is a young man that came in from Heinz Junior College. Uh, Trent uh, throws 88 from underneath, but he also throws a ball uh, on top too. So, you know, it, it's very unusual that you see guys changing their slot. And But I do think Trent is going to be a guy that could maybe – close on a Wednesday and then um, you know you would have Nick available for a weekday close and then you know you can't pitch every game uh, so having two guys that are somewhat un- undershooters that would be uh, unusual that they would do that they have another left-handed boy Jake Davis that's a hard throwing lefty that could be an eighth inning ninth inning type player as well um, you know, the the main thing there is we just want to make sure we have a lead and uh, let them do their thing. Well, you you know, you talked about some of the guys that are going to be playing the field as well as pitching. Uh, do you think Taylor Bradley is going to hit when he pitches? 
Yes, I do. I, I think Coach Barry has decided to go ahead and do that. You know, it, time will tell how that works. I know Taylor did that in high school, and it worked pretty well. Um, you know, Taylor's the kind of guy who's got that football mentality. He, he's a hard-nosed player. Um, don't be surprised if when he plays Alabama, the, the first guy gets hit. You never know with Taylor. Uh, but no, I, I think he's just going to have to learn to separate the two things. You know, hitting is, is hard enough as it is. But then when you're pitching and if a guy gets a hit, hits a home run, you know, you still got to be focused when you get at the plate. But I, I know Taylor's strong enough mentally to be able to do that. How has he, how has he recovered from his injuries last year? Oh, I, I think he's uh, 110%. You know, he's uh, he looks to be quicker, stronger, faster. Um, you know, he really is a hard worker. I Again, I, I, I'll i say this uh, over the radio. I would never say it to Lehman. But, you know, he worked a lot harder than Lehman did into it. And uh, so that hard work is paying off. So we're, we're real proud of Taylor. He's a great teammate as well. When we come back, we're going to break down the field as well as talk a little bit about the Diamond Club. No, no, no. Dugout Club. Dugout Club. Ah, look at that. <laughs> and uh, the roost, the right field roost. Come right back to us. We'll be right back with more To The Top Talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I'm I'm sitting here with, uh, gosh, Southern Miss baseball extraordinaire, Rick Maddox, a man that, that wears many hats. We'll get into all those. We're, we're continuing right now with our breakdown of the Southern Miss baseball team. Let's just go around the horn. We'll start at the uh, at the catcher position. Uh, Cole Donaldson is a name that that's been thrown around a lot the past few weeks. Heard a lot about a lot of buzz about him, but uh, Bryant Bowen came in this weekend and had a solid game as well. Yes, he he did, and I was real happy for him too. Uh, real good player. The thing about having Cole come in, you get a junior college guy, and you, you know you you hope he's able to to contribute. He he came in in the fall, uh, was probably better than than the coaches thought. He he's he's not a real big guy, but he, but he's real strong. Uh, gosh, the, the, during the the spring inter squads, I, I am fortunate enough that I get to watch a lot of the inter squads. Uh, Cole hit like four home runs in the in the inter squads against our pitching. So it was like, well, does that mean our pitching is not very good or is Cole a good hitter? Well, I, I think it's going to be both. Now, he didn't have a lot of success right now, and I think just getting used to seeing uh, some other guys. But I think Cole's going to be uh, a terrific catcher. And then to be able to have uh, Bryant Bowen, who, who came in uh, last year, got redshirted, to be able to come up and, and hit a home run in his first game. So we're real happy for Bryant and his family. And, um, you know, you, you can't have too many catchers, you know, they're, no. you're going to have two, you're going to need them. Um, and we have a third, uh, that came in as well, uh, that, that Jake Vane will be coming in and, and Jake's got a beautiful left-handed swing and you might see him in a DH role at some point as well. First base is, is, uh, we're kind of getting, uh, an old face at that <laughs> position. He's been moved over. Uh, I mean, one of the, one of the. One of the studs on the team, Dylan Bordeaux. Yeah, Dylan's a man. There's no question. I, uh, I heard Rick Cleveland talking about him earlier, and, and uh, 
Dylan is is a football player playing baseball. You know, he is a linebacker in high school. We we talk about it with his family and and Dylan hurt his shoulder or he may still be a linebacker. So we're we're glad that all worked out like it did. But he's a hard worker, uh one of the leaders on the team. You know, people were wondering uh, could he move in from right field to play first and there was really never any doubt in my mind because he's a he's an athlete and he can certainly play first and Dylan is on fire. The, the last couple of weeks in, in practice, they, uh, we couldn't get him out. He was hitting home runs in practice. He picked up right where he left off and, and is swinging a good bat. And I just hope that Dylan will uh, continue to have that good bat. You may have noticed that uh, Dylan uh, made the fathead out in right field. Uh, we'll be talking about that area uh, later on, but but there is now a, a Dylan Birdo fathead that is uh, being shown out in the right field roost. I did not. That is not. That's great. That's, I'm looking forward I'm to glad seeing I could that. Offer that. At- <laughs> uh, second base. Uh, it seems like uh, Storm Cooper's kind of got that position solidified, but there's another local guy, an Oak Grove guy, Matthew Gidry, that's going to get some playing time as well. I, I think so. And it and again, it's always good. You know, Storm can't play every game. Uh, Matt Gidry is a local boy from Oak Grove and I'm so happy for him to come in get a base hit. Uh Matt is just a hard working young man. He, he they moved him to catcher a little bit last year. That didn't work. He he tried uh they're doing a little bit in the outfield, but I I think second base if you if you notice Matt made some wonderful plays at second base and uh he'll be able to give Storm that day off or or uh, you know if, if an injury happened um, Matt's going to be able to to step in as well, and and also even adding a third, Tracy Hadley is is one that can play second base as, as for for Scott if he chooses. Uh, starting shortstop right now, Lamarcus Boyd out of uh, Northwest Community College. Yeah, Lamarcus, um, you know, Coach Kaye is kind of one of my go to guys, and and when when he came in, it's like Mr. Rick, you're going to love this guy. He's really smooth. He's uh, like an Ozzie Smith type shortstop. We'll make some Sports Center highlights, and um, you know he's everything that that Coach Kaye promised when he when he came into the fall. Um, he he was very very smooth, very effective. And to, to be honest, Jamie, all they're really asking for at this level is just make the routine play. Um, you know whether you're you're Bailey Hartell or Brian Dozier or or whoever it may be, uh, just make the routine play. And uh, the coaching staff will be happy every once in a while. You're going to make that super play, and and we hope you're on Sports Center. But if you just make the ground ball that's hit to you, again, I don't mean to pick on you in morning league, but but that was another <laughs> area where you had trouble. There's no doubt about it. Um, speaking of Sports Center plays, Taylor Braley at third place, <laughs> third base made a ridiculous uh, play when I was at the game on Saturday. You know, he's kind of solidified his spot uh, as third base, also uh, pitching. Um, but really looking forward to having him back on the field this year. Yeah, T- Taylor's an athlete. Like I said, he, he people look at him, and, and uh, I know Coach Palmer used to tease him about, oh, he's he's a little too big to play at this level. And um, but, but what you have to look at Taylor is his feet. You know, uh, Taylor has quick feet. He really does, and he gets a great first step. And then he's got a cannon arm. So if he can get to the ball, we know he can throw him out. Uh, LaMarcus Boyd made a sports center play on Saturday. So when you, when you go back, you've got two of them you can send up oh, to, yeah. to sports center. 
but yeah, and and again, when Taylor's pitching, I think you're going to see Tracy Hadley will be playing third. Uh, again, he did that last year. Um, Tracy had a great uh, workout program. He's come back. He's like 15 pounds of muscle. Um, again, we have to keep Coach Hobson away from this baseball team because <laughs> I think we got some guys that are bigger than the football guy. Um, in the outfield, you know, Hunter Slater is back. You got two new faces out there. One we talked about earlier, Matt Walner, uh, but Mason Irby as well, off of that Jones County Junior College National Championship team. Yeah, Mason, uh, we're good friends as, uh, from Kurt McCarty, a uh, past player and all for Southern Miss. Kurt's doing a wonderful job at Jones. Um, again, first year win national championship. I think that's that's going to be a pretty hard act to follow, but I know he's he's already uh, preseason number one again. I think Jones is undefeated so far. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, you know he would tell us about Mason, and and Mason is just a baseball player. You know, if you were going to draw one up, I mean he he's a a, a dirtbag type player. He's going to be dirty on the field. He's going to slide. He's going to, you know, he's playing in a game. He's a left-handed hitter. He's batting in the two hole. He, he does a great job. If you need a bunt, sacrifice bunt, he's got it. If you need to move a runner on from uh, second over to third, he he can hit the ground ball and move him on. Um, he's, he's strong in the outfield. He's got a good arm and he's a good player, good parents. Uh, we got to know his parents since they've come here and you know, Mason is, is filling a big row out in right field, and, uh, you know, I think he's going to have a great season. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he doesn't hit 330, 340 for the season. All right, guys, come right back to us. We're going to talk about the dugout club as well as the right field roots. You don't want to miss this. <laughs> come right back to us. Welcome back to To the Top Talk. We got a correction to make. What 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 you would you get it? You get a text. Yes, yes. My fan club uh, <laughs> told me that I made a boo boo. So I guess it's my first boo boo ever. That I, I I made a comment about Kirk McCarty was the coach at Jones. I don't know where that came from. I'll call it a senior moment. But it's our friend Chris Kirkland. So, Chris, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I was just going to let it slide because I've probably made about four or five mistakes oh, okay. so far. So well, that I, was, That's my first. I can't have you calling me out on all those. <laughs> you've kind of got a little bit of a, a, a Southern Miss family there. Um, you've got – you went to Southern Miss. I did. I you, did. Way back in the 1800s, I think it was. <laughs> your son Todd is a mainstay in the roost. Everybody knows him out there. Uh, your son Mark played baseball. At, at USM, his wife, Natalie, was a cheerleader. Yes. So you've got kind of the family connection there. How did you get involved, so involved in baseball at Southern Miss? Well, uh, you know, we were involved with Southern Miss before Mark came over there to play. So, um, you know, it, it we're baseball people. Um, you probably remember that Todd was, was really the, the best second baseman that's ever played at second base at Oak Grove until his younger brother came along. So I, I want to give Todd a heads up on that one. But uh, no, it, it was just the atmosphere of, of Southern Miss and what Coach Palmer has built over there. And we started out with uh, saying, you know, how can we make it a, a little bit better? And uh, back in the day, uh, one of the things that the players were wanting to do is is maybe wear some mesh shorts with a USM baseball shirt. 
And uh, Coach Palmer was the coach, and he was kind of like, well, why would they want to wear that around campus? And I said, because of the girls. You know, you, you want the chicks to be able to say, hey, I, I play baseball for Southern Miss. So Coach Palmer was kind of like, well, yeah, y'all can go ahead and do that. And so we, we started to realize that, that we needed some help. And w- we talked to a, a number of guys, Ben Willoughby being the, the mainstay, said we need to start a club. And we came up with this uh, dugout club idea that we could go out and uh, beg, borrow, and steal and try to get some revenue to help. At the time, the Southern Miss baseball team was, was sleeping four in a room. And, um, you know, I don't know the last time you slept with four guys in the room. Probably was in college uh, <laughs> when they had all uh, gone to sleep early. But uh, we had four players in a room. If you were a pitcher, you got a bed. And if you're a position player, you slept on the floor. So that, it's pretty rough the next day to wake up and, and have a big game when you, you're, you've got a crick in your neck and, and a sore back. So we said, well, let's go out and try to do a few things. The, the meal money was another issue. We, we had like $10 for meal money so you could get a Coke and a Snickers, and that'd be your meal. So the dugout club was born. Ben Willoughby took the, took the head of it, and, and we went out and, and tried to raise money for volunteers. Um, it, it's really worked out to be uh, the mainstay of the baseball program is, is the support club. You've got to have support clubs in this day and age, to be competitive. And, and uh, the dugout club under the leadership of Jimmy Pierce has done a wonderful job. We, we work on various projects, whether when Coach Palmer was there, we would say, okay, let's identify a project or two and try to go out and raise the money to do that. Um, one of the, our first projects, uh, other than the, the T-shirts and the shorts, was uh, we did a storage shed. They needed a place when they dr- dragged the field with a tractor, and you need a place to store your quick-dry uh, materials. We needed a, a storage shed, so we went out and, and procured a storage shed, put that together. Then the next big project was a, the concrete terrace out in right field. Uh, one of the things that we like to do is is go around the country and take pictures when you're out and you're watching a pro game or a college game and you, you see an idea, you just take a picture and, and you try to build on that. And and one of the things with the, the concrete terrace, I hate to say this and give Ole Miss credit on it, but they have uh, something similar in the right field area for their college students. So we took pictures, we brought it back, said, hey, let's do this. Um, let's take away the, the, the dirt and the rocks so the kids won't come back with stitches. <laughs> and uh, we, we put in the concrete terracing there that I think it's worked out to be great. We also build a deck uh, for the college students and grills. We actually have two grills down there that we um, used to use. I don't know if too many of them are still using it, but we, uh, we did that. When, when we had the concrete, we built the deck, we got the students involved. You know, part of part of this whole college baseball atmosphere is the student involvement. Um, we recruited maybe 15, 20 students to come, give us their ideas on what the deck should look like. How can we make your college experience better for the students? So they, they thought that deck and the concrete would be good. It, it lacked something. Um so when we, when we were looking at it, we said, you know what we need? We need to get some landscaping. So we went out there. We put the bushes. We had three rows of, of bushes out there. Um, it, was, it was really fun to do that uh, Coach Pierce and myself, we planted every one of those bushes. And to this day, if you go out there, everyone lived. 
So if you tell my wife I know how to plant a bush, I'll key you because I, I didn't know what I was doing. We went out to a local nursery. She was nice enough out at Vesley's. I'll give them a, a plug here that she drew up a plan. We went out and, and planted the bushes, and they all lived. So uh, that's how the right field area was born. Um, we went around the country with Coach Kaye. He gave us a, one more picture to look at. When we played at the LSU Regional, back then it was in Alex Box, and they had a, a billboard out in their uh, right field area called the Intimidator. Huge billboard, national champions, big tiger, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Um, I said, you know what, that'd be something that'd be great for us to do. So we got back to Hattiesburg. I happened to have a friend of mine that worked for Lamar Advertising. We got the billboard parts. He went, he came out and put it up. So now you see our intimidator out in left field. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys, come right back to us. We got one more segment right here on To The Top Talk. Staring out into the wild blue yonder. So many thoughts sit and ponder about life. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Let's shut it down. Special thanks to my guests. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed having him on, Rick Maddox. You can follow him on Twitter at Maddox Rick. You can follow us on Twitter at To The Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. If you want to keep up with the comedy shows at Hub City Comedy. Facebook as well, To The Top Talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy, and Hub City Comedy. Got a big show this Friday night. I'm not on it, but I'll be there. Amazing comic. He's working on a new hour. Louis Katz, you may have seen him on Comedy Central, HBO, as well as Fallon. He'll be at the Thirsty Hippo. Friday nights at 8 p.m. Tickets are only $10. I have some other announcements coming soon, some big shows that I'm going to be on and be a part of. Um, you, you're really not going to believe it when I tell you, but that's what's that's what's going to be going down. Let's finish up here with Rick. I really – I hate we don't have more time to talk about this, but one of the most uh, unique things about baseball at Southern Miss is that right field roost. It is, Jamie. We, we oh, have – turn you on there. Okay, here I am. <laughs> yeah, it, the right field roost is just a special place for the baseball, the environment. Um, we, we've had a number of fans come in from out of town to uh, just ask, how do you do this? How do you get it started? And it, it's really a fun area. I, I know a lot of your, your listeners know about the roost, but they don't know about the roost, so to speak. Um, I, I tell a couple of stories on when we were watching Mark play, and my wife and I are sitting at home played, and uh, we're out there, and Jason Lowry, another friend, is uh, playing center field. And uh, we look up and see Jason throw the ball um, over to our older son, Todd, out in the roost. So, of course, I pick up the phone and say, you know, what are you doing? We're going to get kicked out of the stadium, and Mark hadn't even played yet. And he's like, Dad, don't worry about it. I got it. We got it all figured out. So uh, that that was how we, we started with seeing how the balls get thrown out to the outfield. That tradition is picked up. Now, Todd doesn't throw the ball in. Um, we have a young a young fan out there named Sam. And uh, if if your listeners will watch, our right fielder, when he comes out from the dugout, he'll run out, they'll warm up the other outfielders, and then they throw the ball over the, the right field, and uh, little Sam's back there, and Sam catches it, and then he throws it back to start the inning. Um, we also have some uh, boots. And uh, when the other team makes an error, which we hope is quite often, 
uh, we they used to start out where they get a real cowboy boot and they t- attach a rope, throw it over the fence, and NCA said, "Well, you can't do that because you're liable to hit a player and you know knock him out." So we started with one boot. We had a smaller boot. We put it on a pole. You wave it. The fans see it. They all get excited with it. The problem with that is they, they, it was too small, and they said, well, you need a, a second boot. You need the big boot. So now we have two boots out in right field, and uh, when the other team makes an error, uh, we have two people run down the hill, pick up the boots, and wave the boots to the crowd. So if anybody would like to try that without falling down, we would love for you to come out to the right field and wave the boot. Oh, I would <laughs> bust it so hard. <laughs> hey, thank you guys for listening. Rick, thanks for coming on. I really thank enjoyed you, it. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate it. Guys, hope you enjoyed it. Check out all the archives. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Uh, Give us a rating review and whatnot. Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.